0: Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made. By your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva Presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name is No, yeah, thank you. Luke out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a pig juggler and I love films. As Gloria Steinem once said, The first problem for us all, men and women, is not to learn but to unlearn. The second problem for us all, men and women, is how to avoid spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, Ricky Gervais and Catherine Ryan, but this week, my very special guest is the superstar, actor and singer, Miranda Cosgrove. You can keep up to date with all my live shows and stand-up gigs by following me on Twitter at Brett Goldstein and on Instagram at Mr Brett Goldstein. I'm hoping I can squeeze in a couple of live episodes of the podcast over the summer, so do keep an eye out for those. If you do enjoy the podcast and you want to support it and get more content, come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get extra guest questions for most episodes, you'll get videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week, there's a full 15 minutes of extra chat with Miranda, and you do not want to miss it. And remember, best of all, if you do become a Patreon member, not only do you get all the good stuff... You don't have to hear this bit about becoming a Patreon member. You get the whole episode unencumbered by ads and me asking you to become a Patreon member. So give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So here we go. Miranda Cosgrove has been an actor superstar since she was six. She was the lead in the show iCarly and she also starred in one of my all-time favourite films of all time ever, School of Rock. And I was very lucky to work with her when we did a pilot with Bill Lawrence. And she is absolutely brilliant. She's never done a podcast before, so it's a real honour and a privilege to have her do her first one with me. I do have to put a warning on this episode. Basically, she was very open and she told a story on here that she told me before, but it's so shocking, this story. It's genuinely traumatic. It's an incredible story. I don't know the right words for it, but I guess what I'm saying is this probably needs some kind of trigger warning. Like, If she's telling a story that sounds like it's about to go dark and you're upset by these sort of things you know, skip forward a couple of minutes and you'll miss it and you'll be fine. But anyway, I think I have to say that. Other than that, insane story. It's a really beautiful episode and I'm very grateful that she did it. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 50 of Films To Be Buried With. Hello and welcome to Films To Be Buried With. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by an incredibly special guest. A actor, a singer, a child star, an adult star, a hero, a legend, and also star of genuinely my answer for the film that I could and have watched the most over and over again. She's in School of Rock. Please welcome to the show the amazing... Miranda Cosgrove! Wow,
1: that was a really nice intro. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for doing this. This is your first ever podcast, right?
1: Yes, this is my first ever, and I'm super excited that it's this one.
0: Um, Do you remember what... Okay, I will tell the listener how we met. uh, Bill Lawrence, who has been on this podcast, and Matt Shively, who has also recorded the podcast. Bill Lawrence did a pilot. I was in this pilot. It was an excellent pilot, and Miranda Cosgrove was in it. And of all the people that were in it, and there were lots of very impressive people... I was starstruck when I met you because I love school frogs so much. <laughs> I was like to so see here. Oh my god.
1: That was such a fun pilot. I wished we uh, gotten too. to do that show. That was so fun.
0: And you I I saw Bill Lawrence the other day and we were talking about you. You were like a comedy surgeon. You just came in and out of scenes. You had like one line, one liners. You'd come in and be like
1: "pow" and then leave
0: the scene. It was That's like, the
1: best. You only have to remember one yeah. line.
0: Yeah, you just came in,
1: bang, bang, bang,
0: and then leave. Very a comedy good. Comedy surgeon. Yeah, you're a comedy surgeon. That's my review. <laughs> it's um,
1: probably the best review I've ever received. Thank well, you.
0: <laughs> you are welcome. So we're here in LA, uh, in a place, an undisclosed location, and. Um, I, I wanted to ask you some things, if I may. The first thing I wanted to ask you, because I think you're probably the first person I've had on here who has been famous or, in a, you know, a successful actor since they were very young. How young were you when you did School of Rock? Was that the first thing?
1: Um, so I'm from L.A., and I yeah. went to this thing called Taste of L.A. It's like a food festival. Right. And I was there with my mom and dad. I don't remember this at all, so it's just okay. what my mom's told me. <laughs> But I was there, and I guess an agent came up to my parents and said, like, you know, you always hear, well, I don't know if you do, but if people, like, have people come up to them in the mall sometimes, it's kind of yeah, like bad, except I was at the mall.
0: How old were you?
1: I was three. Nine. And then I ended up going on auditions and stuff for commercials and, like, little print ads and things. Yeah. And then I ended up uh, eventually going on auditions for, like, TV shows and movies. And, um, yeah, School of Rock was really the first thing i did besides like some mcdonald's commercials and stuff like that
0: how old were you when you just come around i was nine man
1: it took me a long time three to nine
0: three, yeah. you had <laughs> a real were some rough. tough years <laughs> real lean years as an actor <laughs> Couldn't oh
1: man i've <laughs>
0: worked since i was five you're five and a half yeah <laughs> the thing is that i suppose why i find it interesting is that it's so young for you to become i guess famous you must have been recognized a lot around then were you
1: it's funny I remember the first time anyone ever recognized me. I was I went to see School of Rock oh, and right. I was with my mom and dad and a friend and somebody was sitting near us and during the movie they kept looking at me and then looking at the well, screen nice. and looking at me. <laughs> and then after the movie when we went like out into the lobby the person came up and was like, "Hey, like that's you, right?" But yeah, I guess like around when that movie came out people would sometimes come up and and stuff and then later when I was on uh, Nickelodeon a lot of kids would come up
0: And what was the Nickelodeon show?
1: So I was on this one show called Drake and Josh. That was, I started that when I was, um, I actually did the pilot when I was eight. So a little before School of Rock. And then um, I did that for like five years or something like that. And then I ended up doing the other show I was on in Nickelodeon, iCarly.
0: iCarly is Nickelodeon. Yeah, they were
1: both on, yeah, Nickelodeon.
0: So I guess sort of it's my question, but I don't know how you can answer it. Is that it's so young that you probably don't know what it's like not to have that
1: kind of I guess that's sort of true I remember well I do remember one thing from before that I do remember some things before like people recognizing me or anything like that but um I remember that when I was in elementary school I wasn't very popular and then after I came out in (laughs) Drake and Josh that was a show that a lot of kids at my elementary school watched and then I was popular, <laughs> uh, like a bunch of kids. I remember it was so funny. Like I remember the show airing and then coming back to school and like on the playground, I'd have like maybe like one friend to hang yeah. out with. And then I remember it was like, I don't know, like a hundred kids on like the playground were like coming over to me and like asking about the show yeah, and yeah. stuff. And,
0: and did you think, oh, something's happened?
1: I think I definitely knew that they didn't like me before that much. So like I understood that, but I also was like, oh, well, this is pretty cool. All
0: right. I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like why not?
0: Fascinating. And also, I suppose the other question, maybe you get asked this a lot, but it is interesting that to be a, a child star and then to become an adult, was it difficult as in, is there a transitional bit that's difficult publicly and privately? I don't know.
1: Um, if you, if I would say were yeah.
0: expecting you a certain way, you know,
1: well, I would say, yeah, just because I remember like the first time I dated someone, it was, mm. that was weird just because I was like 14 or 15 when I first started dating somebody. And right. then it was like, I remember he was kind of upset that he wanted me to like announce that I was dating him. Right. And that's like something that my friends didn't have to worry yeah. about. So like, I definitely remember that being kind of strange. And then like, I didn't want to, say because I was worried that, I don't know, it might make it more complicated or weird. And then it hurt his feelings because he Mm -hmm. thought I didn't want to say because he thought I was like like (laughs) packing my things, like not wanting to stay with him that long or something. I don't know, even though that wasn't it. So that made that confusing. And I think mainly just in like relationships and stuff like that, it it can make it more complicated.
0: I suppose that's like now it is an interesting thing that you have to have a there are things that, that that you have to announce to the public, and now everyone has Facebook. And you have <laughs> yeah. people who aren't on TV or film who are going, Have you announced it yet? Have you announced <laughs> that we're together? Oh, like, you're
1: right. That's probably have more. You not
0: put, it's complicated. We <laughs> removed that. Thank you. It's um,
1: complicated. I always see that on people's pages, and yeah. I want to know the rest of the story.
0: Well, it's always he, 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 one of you cheating, <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. Um, I'm having an affair.
1: It's definitely mysterious. It always makes me like yeah. <laughs> want to know that person.
0: Yeah. How interesting. And what you were still going to school and stuff with all this?
1: Um... Um, yeah. So I went to regular school until fifth grade. And then um, when I was going to switch to middle school in yeah. sixth grade, I started doing homeschooling, which is also very weird. Yeah. Um, it's not really home. I didn't really do homeschooling because my parents didn't teach me, but I did all my schooling on set. And then um, I had a tutor, so it's just it was just me one on one with a tutor. Yeah. And I remember I had this tutor that was really eccentric, and he used to have me raise my hand even though I was the only he one in the see, classroom. That's so
0: funny. That's so. <laughs> I knew good. it was
1: odd even then, but like now <laughs> so that good. I think about it now, Did you like, always
0: go, uh, Miranda? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd be like, it's. I know it's going to be me. Like, why don't you not make me do this? <laughs> uh,
0: give someone else a chance. Um, okay, Miranda. <laughs> Wow!
1: Ridiculous.
0: And and the, these shows that you were on because I'm afraid I have not seen uh, Josh and Drex <laughs> and uh, you Carly. But are they? Are you the child in it? And w- were you working with other children, or were you the child and there were lots of adults you were working so,
1: with? So on Drake and Josh, I was the only child, really. Um, okay. Drake and Josh were like 16 when we started, and I was like eight or nine. So.
0: So did you um, have a friendship with them or were you always kind of separate?
1: I wanted to have yeah, a friendship yeah. with them. It was kind of like, I don't have any siblings and I always kind of mm. felt like they were my brothers because right. I was around them every day almost for five years. Wow. And I was always trying to get into their business. I wanted to know like who they were dating. I wanted to act like I was like <laughs> in with them and as old as they were. So. Yeah. It was fun, like, having them around, but it was definitely kind of weird not having a lot of other kids around. But then later when I did the show, I Carly, I started it when I was 13 and there were a ton of kids all the time. Like, kids in all the different episodes and then kids on the show with me all the time. So um, that was... So
0: what was that like? Was that like being at a school? As in, were you all close with, like, you were all going through the same thing, you kids?
1: Yeah, it was cool because it was like... Sometimes it was kind of like how I'd imagine middle school to be because yeah. sometimes people would come on the show and they'd be really cocky or rude, and then, like, <laughs> I don't know, it was like how I'd ima- or like a really cute guy would come on the show, and then, like, me and Jeanette, um, right. who is my friend who's on the show with me, we would, um, like, both like the same guy, or I don't know, I oh, feel like yeah. I probably went through yeah. a lot of similar things, but just in a different setting. Well,
0: and was the guy like a guest star, and you only yeah. had one week to make it work with him.
1: Exactly. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> And then one time I'll we, actually, it, I'll it. we found out later on, me and my friend Jeanette, that we went out with this guy who was in an episode that we both went out with him and we didn't know until like no. a year ago.
0: What, you both went out with him the same time? I
1: went out with him like a couple weeks after he was in the episode and she... I don't know the timeline actually, but mm. but we just figured it out and we were like, what? <laughs> we got and, so played.
0: Oh man. Okay, and then you did all of that and also... I know, here's my other question. I know you a bit. You're really, uh, if I may say, you're <laughs> a very lovely person and Thanks. you've been famous and successful since a very young age. It's rare that you're not, that you're a decent, good, you know. <laughs> Thank you. normalish person. Mostly. Like, yeah, how... Do you know why that is? Do you think it was, like, good good parents, good friends? Like, how come you could come out like this, whereas, I'm not going to name names, some people don't?
1: I don't know. I think it's definitely um, helpful that a lot of my friends, when I was on, like, TV shows and stuff, Mm -hmm. I kept most of my friends from elementary school. Like, two really close friends that were from elementary school. And I think that definitely helped because it never mattered to them. Yeah. And um, I think it can get confusing like when you become friends with people later on and maybe they don't want to be friends with you for the right reasons or mm-hmm. whatever. So it was always nice to have that. And then also my parents are pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's like That's nice. That's a good piece. And your
0: dog's not bad.
1: Yeah, and the dog's great. The
0: dog keeps I'm actually happy the she's now. not
1: snoring right now. She snores usually when she sleeps. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like on her best behavior. <laughs>
0: it's her favorite podcast you did say. So listen, um, Miranda. Uh, there's something I've forgotten to tell you, and it's bad that I didn't tell you this up front. I probably should have told you when I got here. It's really bad. What oh, is band I'm going
1: to
0: I'm gonna have to say it. Um, You've died. You died. Oh. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: How did you die?
1: I want your help a little bit with my death. <laughs> you but
0: want me to facilitate? I, I
1: want to die heroically. Okay. If I'm getting to decide exactly how I die, I would prefer it be a heroic act. I was thinking... I'm really into dogs, so okay. maybe like rescuing a bunch of dogs from a puppy mill.
0: From a puppy mill? <laughs> no. Oh, what, where they're churning out puppies? And
1: then maybe like somebody oh, there great. realizes I'm on their property and so when, I'm when
0: running you say with you dogs want, under my arms. When you say you want me to help with your death, you want me to be the person <laughs> at the puppy mill
1: the chasing shooting. you with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Get off
0: of my mill!
1: I don't know why I thought I hadn't thought this out, like I thought I really didn't have an answer, but apparently I completely yeah. do. I mean, if you
0: really out. want to die, proper heroic. I would say you jump in the mill, breaking the mill, so no puppies can be hurt again.
1: Oh, that's good. How about that? I'll, I like
0: While that. I'm chasing you with a gun as well, Okay, as like...
1: long as you're there with the gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, <I'm> still... <laughs> I mean, I still shoot, I miss you because you dive in. But all the puppies are taking the mill, there's it, it's no chance that's working again.
1: That's just, that's perfect.
0: What a wonderful death. <laughs> do you worry about death?
1: I do worry about death, yeah. Whenever it comes up, I definitely (laughs) think I don't want that to happen. Yeah.
0: Do you believe in an afterlife? Do you think something happens after death?
1: Well, it's funny because I was listening to your podcast with Bill Lawrence, and I'm so on the same page. I believe in, like, karma big time. Right. I always think that that it's going to come back around and that if you do something bad, that something bad's eventually going to happen to you. Or if you do something really nice or you make good choices, then things are going to go well for you.
0: So do you think... Do you believe in karma, like as in many lives? Do you think you have another life, and if you were good in this life, you have a good life next life?
1: I like to think that it's going to come back around during this one, just it's in just case in the there life. isn't another. I'd like to get that payoff. Yeah. <laughs> during during this. You one.
0: don't want to wait. I no. want to wait hundreds of years for the payoff.
1: <laughs> no, I like to think that it's going to happen yeah. during your lifetime.
0: Uh, but then, in the end, it's just the end.
1: I don't really know, to be honest. I kind of like to believe that there's something after, for sure, but just don't know exactly what it is that I think is there.
0: Would you like me to tell you?
1: Sure, I'd love that. Oh
0: well, (laughs) uh, there is. uh, There's a a heaven, and it's filled with puppies. All the puppies. (laughs) No puppy mills. No puppy (laughs) mills, but all the ones that had—they're all there, and they're like, "Thanks for helping out, my mates." (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it's it's great. All oh, your, your elementary friends are there. It's great. Everything you want is there. Ginger ale. I don't know what you're I, don't know what you're. I do
1: like ginger ale.
0: Yeah, there's loads of it. It's on tap. But in this heaven, they're obsessed with films. And they want to know about your life through film. Are you obsessed with film?
1: I love movies. Oh, great. This heaven's going to work out just fine for me. You will be
0: shocked. The amount of people who come on this show who don't. <laughs> uh, you're in luck. The first question they ask you is what is the first film that you remember
1: seeing. Okay, so the first film I remember really well that yeah. I watched over and over and over again was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, great. I love that movie. I still love it now. But yeah. I watched my mom said I watched it so many times that the VHS broke. <laughs> it's so funny VHS doesn't even yeah. exist now. But
0: Do you remember the first do you, like you watched it on VHS the first time? Were you alone, do you remember? Were you with your parents?
1: Well, I can't remember the very first time I watched it, but I do remember taking it out and putting it back in. <laughs> I actually remember that for some reason and getting frustrated. Like I don't know, you have to like wind yeah. yeah. And I remember being little and thinking like oh it's broken and being stressed and oh, no. I like oh, I remember it when it wouldn't work. Can...
2: Oh wow. <laughs> because
1: I think I watched it, I don't know, probably forty five times and then something happened and I just remember panicking, thinking I wasn't going to be able to uh. watch it. But my mom ended up getting me another, and I continued my obsession.
0: And your parents are together, right? Still together? Yeah, they are. And you were obsessed with a film about a divorcing, <laughs> divorcing couple.
1: I was. Yeah. I just First off, the scene when um, he transforms into Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. That was one of my favorites when I was little. And I remember always wishing that I could do that like be some other like like get prosthetics done and be some other character and go around people and have them not even know who I was I always thought that'd be so fun that's so
0: interesting (laughs) because then you grew up to be an actor and by grew up I mean at four (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I know. You've never? Have you ever done anything where your prosthetics and stuff you're wearing?
1: Um, I did one episode of a show where I got to wear prosthetics, and it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. I remember eating and stuff would—if I ate anything hot, it would melt the prosthetics, and the prosthetic lips would melt off.
0: What was it? What was this? It was
1: an episode of the show I Carly that I was on. We were supposed to dress up as, um, Mm. or just have prosthetics and be totally different people because we're famous on the show. So we go to a party and we don't want people to know who we are. So um, I'm actually trying to catch a guy who's cheating on me in the episode, no, but anyway, it was fun getting to. It was fun getting to do it, but like the fourth day when you're sitting there for five hours and they're putting the fake lips and everything. Yeah, I love it too. It took a really long oh. time because it's like it was a nose, chin. It was basically like your whole face. I'm gonna then... have to Google this. It was so weird. I remember trying to drink a smoothie and like my face was like falling off. <laughs> it was so
0: gross. Oh man. <laughs> uh, it's interesting your dream of wanting to be also not recognized.
1: I just thought it'd be fun to yeah. get secrets and be, like find out, see how people act
0: yeah. around
1: somebody else. Like maybe if somebody didn't really act the same way they act around you, yes. or I don't know. I think that'd be fun.
0: I the, the, uh, That's like being the invisible man.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Which I would like. Fly on the wall. I once went to a screening of Hollow Man, which is an Invisible Man film by Paul Verhoeven, and he introduced it. This was, like, before it came out, and he said, I always thought The Invisible Man was never done right, and I've done it right. And he said, because I thought The Invisible Man should be a dark film, because if you were invisible, you would watch people, you you would do things you would have less morality because no one could see you. And I thought, that is a really interesting idea for a film. And then I watched the film and I thought, you didn't do that. <laughs> you didn't do exactly what you just told us. This film's rubbish. But, I
1: haven't seen it. Should I watch it? No.
0: But we should remake it and do it. Do, the do it the that right he way. Made. Do the film that he said he'd made.
1: So it was supposed to be like the invisible person was doing whatever they wanted to do because no. Yeah, he
0: was sort of like, his argument was, People behave themselves because we are all seen. But if you weren't seen, he doesn't believe people would be so good because...
1: They'd be their true selves, which not yeah. that great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's quite a dark way of looking at the world. But I was like, interesting. <laughs> I'd watch that film. Anyway, speaking of scary, what is the film that scared you most?
1: So I wasn't sure our, our documentaries allowed. Yeah, all right. So I saw this movie a few years ago called The Imposter. Have you ever oh, seen that? Yes, it have. freaked me out so yeah. much. I don't know why documentaries usually scare me more than, well, scary documentaries, yeah. than <laughs> scary movies. I, I get scared by scary movies, too, like Poltergeist. Oh, um, freaked me out pretty good when I was yeah. little. And The Ring had me not wanting to watch TV. Um <laughs> that's the last time you yeah, exactly. watched um, The Tell yeah. me
0: about The Imposter, because for those of you who don't know, can you tell tell them what this yeah, is? Yeah, sure.
1: So it's basically this... This family, their son goes missing, and how, how many years was it? Like it's maybe. so mad. He comes back. Like six years later or something. I don't or think yeah. it's
0: that long. I think it's late. I think it's like a few. Um, maybe it is more. You're right. Maybe, maybe, okay, I can't a few years that. later
1: and then um this person pops up and he says that he's their son yeah and they accept him into their family and they celebrate and they're all excited as if their son came back yeah but he doesn't really look <laughs> like their son
0: he doesn't look like their son that was he's, the piece he, i couldn't get he past he has a foreign accent which their son yeah because he
1: says he got lost in another country yeah
0: It's a different skin color.
1: Yeah, different... Doesn't his eyes a different color? His
0: eyes are different. I mean, there's no...
1: (laughs) I feel like their son was blonde with blue eyes and this guy was, like, brunette with, like, olive skin and brown eyes. It doesn't make anything. So mad. But they just let him come live in their home. And the movie, I think, why it scared or freaked me out the most was just because, like, the fact that two people can just agree to believe something and just go with it and it's not questioned that just it just blew my mind
0: that's really deep and also <laughs> is possibly the problem with everything at the moment it, that is why that film is, i found interesting is they want to believe it
1: so badly even though scared. the
0: evidence is entirely not the case they just go yeah because they want it to be true,
1: and they both kind of have their different motives. Like the the guy was because he was in foster care or something, yeah. right? And then he really wanted a family, so he just thinks he can fit into yeah. the mold. And then they want I their mean, son. It was there. such
0: a high risk as well he took turning up with that guy. I know okay. what
1: made him think. I wonder that they would
0: will get away with go it.
1: along with it. He picked the right family. Yeah, they
0: did. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, great answer. Never had that. <laughs> I like that um what is the film that made you cry the most do you cry a lot are you a crier
1: i am a crier oh, i cry no. really very easy but i tried to pick one that made me extra, cry.
0: extra double cry.
1: so um not that long ago i watched this movie um shoplifters have you seen that
0: miranda <laughs>
1: it's the best I movie
0: i don't know if you've listened to enough of my podcast but if you listen to my films of the year shoplifters was number one really yes
1: well, I loved that movie. I thought it was amazing. I, um, I
0: told them you were great. <laughs> so this is, this is, tell me everything. I mean, I love it with all my heart.
1: I didn't start crying until about halfway through the movie, and oh, then I never fair. stopped. Yeah. But it was funny. I just got lucky. I put it on one night when I should have been going to sleep at like 2 yeah. in the morning. And I thought, oh, I'll watch this for 10 minutes and finish it tomorrow. And I was up all night watching it And crying. And crying. Um, But yeah, it was just so great. I think the part that made me cry the most was the relationship between the dad figure and the boy um, and the whole, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but the whole, just the idea of them lying to each other to save each other's feelings (laughs) at the end, that's what made me the most sad, but the whole movie is really amazing.
0: It also, I I have talked about this on the podcast, but if there are any new listeners, you must it has the best cuddle of all time in a film.
1: <laughs> the best cuddle? The
0: best cuddle. Which scene's that? When sad. the mother figure sees the little girl has scars on her and she says, I don't, whatever you were told, that isn't what love feels like. And she cuddles her, oh, hugs yeah, her it's tight, and so says it should feel like this. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a winner. <laughs> what a film. Great. It's
1: really great.
0: Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> I'm going to cry just thinking about it.
1: I've only seen it the one time. Now I need to rewatch.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful film. Um, what is the film that people don't really like? Critics don't like it. People say, that is a rubbish film. But you are like, I love this film. And I love it without shame.
1: Okay, so this was the easiest question for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> because pretty much most of the movies I like really aren't that great. Like, I had to really dig deep <laughs> to answer most of these questions. That's like right. Shoplifters, yes. Yeah, so this but is a
0: high That's not my yourself. usual
1: <laughs> at all. Um, so I wrote a few. <laughs> like okay. The Holiday is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I watch it pretty much. I don't know, three times a year. Okay. <laughs> Always On around Christmas. Yes. Okay. Also other parts of the year, but definitely around Christmas. And um I just love that movie. And then Shallow Howl, I really like if you
0: Yeah, have you seen your that? boy Jack Black.
1: Love Shallow Howl. And then Overboard with Goldie Hawn, That was I love Overboard. I love that movie. I love her. I love
0: if I can I, I, I get to choose out of your list. I'm picking oh, yeah. up, Which I'm do picking you think overboard.
1: Is, that's the best or the worst?
0: That's the one that that gets through. Oh, okay. Yeah. Overboard is is great. I mean, the concept is really dark when you think about it. A man tricks a woman into thinking she's his wife. His
1: wife and making her think (laughs) that the bad life he's giving her is what her life always was.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's a very strange idea for a (laughs) romantic comedy.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. But... Stockholm Syndrome, right? <laughs> basically. Yeah. But it I feel like it only works... Well, it wouldn't have worked if she was miserable there,
0: but... She has a
1: lovely time. She falls in love. She has a really good time. She yeah. has kids that she never had that she realizes she loves. My, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when she goes to the school and they have... I don't know if you remember, but all the little boys have hives or something. Yeah. And the teacher's saying how they always cause so many problems at school and how bad they are. And she sticks up for them. I don't know why I love that scene. <laughs>
0: It's basically Beauty and the Beast, isn't it, that film? (laughs) But with kids.
1: It kind of is. I never thought about that. That's actually really (laughs) true. I could write an essay about that.
0: (laughs) Right, let's do it. Now, okay. So, what is a film that you, you used to love? You used to love this film, and then you've watched it recently, and it's like, oh, dear, I don't feel the same way about that anymore.
1: So, I loved Miss Congeniality. Yeah. To the point where I wanted to be in a beauty pageant and be... Like, I wanted to be her, basically.
0: You want to be, a, yeah. want to be yeah. an FBI agent. <laughs> wanted
1: to be Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I wanted to be an undercover FBI agent in a beauty pageant. Yeah. it's trying to save everyone at the pageant. So what changed? Um, well, I watched it again, maybe. Yeah. So I watched it a bunch of times when I was little when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And then it was everything to me. And then this past Halloween, I wanted to... Um, Dress up as to be that, to be right. her in Miss Congeniality, which is basically, the costume's pretty easy. It's like a <laughs> like a gown, and then right. you just wear a strap on your leg with a gun. That's the entire thing.
0: Great outfit.
1: But um, when I was looking up the outfits and stuff online, I thought, you know what, I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. So I watched it, and it's still good. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm always going to think it's good because it has such a special place in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not really very good <laughs> I used I'm to, so
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it since it was out, and I
1: have fun. I mean, it's movies. still really fun to watch, yeah. but it's just, I thought it was like, probably in my she mind when Citizen I saw Game. it, I thought, yeah, I thought <laughs> it was the best movie ever made. So it's still really great, but yeah. I even purposely tried to snort when I'd laugh, because I don't know if you remember, but in the movie, she, <laughs> so she snorts funny. when she laughs, and I thought she was so cool, I wanted to do that too. <laughs> so I would laugh and snort, and then I remember one of my friends called me out, she was like, you never snorted when you laughed before. We like uh, very congenial. (laughs) I just like Sandra.
0: Can you do it now?
1: I actually can. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: really good.
1: I'll bring it
0: back into your vocabulary value.
1: (laughs) Maybe I'll start doing it again.
0: Okay. So did you uh, hang on one question. Did you get did you not then dress up as her for Halloween?
1: I didn't, but not because I realized that the movie wasn't the best movie ever made, because I couldn't find the right costume in time nice. and, and then i actually ended up dressing up as one of the characters from scooby-doo i got tied into a uh like a group costume type thing where they uh, needed a velma
0: <laughs> oh Velma's the worst one i it? didn't have
1: to say they didn't want like all the characters in scooby-doo and then miss congeniality
0: <laughs> hang on which one's velma the redhead they
1: weren't into it actually i the was redhead. i think i'm yes what's the one's name that wears glasses and has brown hair it's
0: oh i thought that was velma
1: Maybe I need to to look this up. I don't even know who I was. Yeah, Daphne. I was Daphne. My friend was Velma. That's what it was.
0: Uh, And what, you all went on the groovy groovy machine? What's the wagon called?
1: The (laughs) mystery wagon? Yeah, the mystery wagon. There Um, was even somebody dressed as Scooby. It was really, (laughs) went all out.
0: The other question I've forgotten to ask you is, what other two holidays do you watch the holiday on?
1: (laughs) Well, I actually, I just watch it randomly throughout the year because whenever I, I, like... I get this feeling inside and I just think it's, it's time for the holiday and then I, I watch
0: it. Into I get this feeling inside.
1: <laughs> and I run to the, actually I was going to say I run to the DVD cabinet, but that's not true. I watch it on iTunes. Oh man. Um, I don't like own a lot of movies on iTunes and holiday is one of the only ones I've actually made the leap and purchased. <laughs> I always rent
0: That's the thing you've committed to most of your life. Yeah. Holiday. Um, <laughs> What is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily because the film itself is any good, but because of the story you have around seeing that film. There's something about that film which you'll always remember this special moment in your life. Could have been a first date, could have been a day you got a job, could have been a day someone died. What is that film for you?
1: So I actually have two answers to this question. And um, the first one that I always remember is Princess Diaries 2,
2: Okay. Because,
1: um, not the movie, but so much, but because um, a guy tried to kiss me for the first time yeah. when I was 11, yeah. and I went to see Princess Diaries, too. I went um, with my friend Amanda, yeah. and then this guy named Curtis, and he was, like, the guy everybody liked in elementary school. Yeah. And he came with us, and I was all excited. And then we were sitting there watching the movie. My mom let me go to the movies, like, drop me off. Right. And was going to come pick me up. So that was also pretty cool. Okay. And uh, And then... I was sitting there in between Amanda and Curtis, and actually before the movie even started, the like they were still playing trailers, and he leaned over, and he puckered his lips, and he was about to kiss me. Yeah. And I was kind of freaked out, but also totally willing Sorry. and excited. Yeah. And my friend Amanda was wearing flip-flops, and she took one of her flip-flops off, and she hit him in the back of the head, like kind of hard.
0: <laughs>
1: and. I don't think she knew. I never said I liked him or anything, so I think she thought she was. She was
0: protecting yeah, you. she
1: was protecting me. But in reality, it was kind of my dream for him to kiss yeah. me. So the kiss never happened ever, even after that. Never. It to was this done day. after that. To this day, he's married now. I found him I on Facebook. It. I think he has two kids. Oh, and so the kiss never was because of Amanda. Even though her intentions for.
0: Right. So then, so, so what, he went out and then... He
1: got up and he moved oh. to the back of the movie theatre. I think he was crying, actually, because oh. I think it took so much yeah. bravery to do that and then to be hit with the so Santa. Do think this
0: was his first kiss as well, if he'd have done it? I think so. I mean, I'm amazed he's married now. I'm amazed he's ever had any <laughs> relationship. If that was the first, first time you go kiss and and get hit on the back of the head. I
1: know. Okay. He was pretty popular. Maybe he'd kissed before and oh, that's why he's... Okay.
0: So then did you just sit through the Princess Diaries too, going, oh...
1: Well, I kept. I remember I barely paid attention to the movie because I was upset. And then also I kept looking back at him and I had like a straight shot to see him through (laughs) through like some seats. Like I got in a funny position so that I could see his face. And I remember thinking he was crying. And then (laughs) towards the end of the movie, he wasn't crying anymore. But every time I'd look back, his arms were crossed and he was kind of just mad, (laughs) upset. And then I still hung out with him and stuff, but he never tried to kiss me again. And I never had the nerve to say... I actually really wanted you to kiss me. I just kept that to myself.
2: Curtis. So,
1: it never was. When you found him on
0: Facebook, did you think I still I still uh, fancy you?
1: I was looking for him on Facebook because I thought he was like the one that got away. Yeah. But um, but yeah, when I looked him up, it was a couple years ago and he was already maybe 25 or something like that. And yeah, he has two kids. He looks happy. Well, <laughs> Things worked out.
0: Well, good for him. <laughs> uh, what was the other story?
1: Oh, so my other story is Pitch Perfect 3 <laughs> might have actually saved my life because...
0: What a headline.
1: I went, <laughs> I went on a second date with this guy mm-hmm. and we went to see Pitch Perfect 3. And um, after the movie, we went to eat or something and we were hanging out. And the date didn't go very well. And then... Um, was it the
0: first date? It was the second so, date. Okay.
1: There just wasn't a lot to talk about and it was just kind of not the best. Mm -hmm. And then um, also he had on cheetah cheetah pants. (laughs) He was wearing pants with cheetah print.
0: (laughs) Oh, Um. and you went through with the date anyway.
1: (laughs) But yeah, so on my way, I was going to go back to my house after this movie, Yeah, but I ended up calling my mom after the movie. It was like midnight. I ended up calling my mom and um, I was telling her about the date. And um, telling her about the movie and the date was taking so long that I figured I might as well just drive back to her house and not go back to my house, which was much closer. Right. But um, the next day I found out that this um, like stalker was at my house and he was pacing in my backyard for like seven hours waiting for me to come home because I have security cameras. So later we looked at the security footage and right. realized how long he'd been there. And um, basically because I didn't come yeah. back that night, um, nothing happened, but I guess... Um, some a girl that kind of looked a little similar to me had uh driven by the house yeah. that night and when he heard the car go by he ran from the backyard to the front yard thinking i was coming home yeah. and he shot at her seven times and he missed and i guess she was still in her car so and he was always away which yeah. is probably why he missed but she took off in her car freaked out as fast as she could to get away from the house and then he ended up killing himself in my yeah. front yard so I've already told you this you
0: story, this story and it's the, but it's still it's horrifying. genuinely the worst story I've ever read. It's asked.
1: probably the worst story, and I saved it for my first podcast I'm experience
0: so, with you. I'm so glad that you shared it with the one, and I will have to put a warning at the end because it's so it's really
1: bad. So I don't know if Pitch Perfect 3 really saved my life or well, if it was it, the bad date or what it well, was. So, but,
0: but Pitch Perfect 3, you were telling your mum like, oh, I need to... Tell you the end because it's, it's, there's a couple of twists. <laughs>
1: right. I was telling her about the movie. Oh, my
0: God, it's such a shocking story.
1: She was like, I said, like I'm just going to come all the way back. But it was so crazy. I didn't end up going to my house yeah. that night.
0: And, and you, yeah. I mean, I'm amazed you've ever been back to that house.
1: Yeah, and that's why we call it the, the, murder, you house.
0: Call it the murder house. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, so <laughs> I haven't slept at that house since.
0: <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I'm amazed you've slept since. Frankly. I have
1: slept since, right. luckily.
0: It's so shocking.
1: It's a wild, wild yeah. one.
0: And you just saw the security footage of a man basing outside yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was actually, I'm like laughing and stuff. I'm trying to zone in on the funny parts of the story, yeah, yeah, yeah. if there are any funny parts. But um, the next day when I went to my house, the police came because they wanted to um, try to figure out who it was. Yeah. Because I left this out, but he actually shot himself and then he set himself on fire. So they couldn't yes. figure out who he was for a while. And um, he they came to my house and they were like wanting to see all the security footage and okay. try to put it all together, figure out who it was. And um, we were all, so it was me, my mom, like five detectives all crowded around this security screen like a yeah. little TV thing. And we were all standing looking at it and we were watching it for a long time, not seeing him, not seeing anything. And it was just dead silent and we were all crouched watching. And then finally after maybe 15 minutes we saw a man in the backyard and he was with a flashlight and he was going all over the backyard. And um, we were freaking out. And then when the man got closer to the security cameras we realized it was my dad. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my dad (laughs) had gone there a few days before because they wanted to see if maybe he'd been in my backyard days before. And so we were checking the days before. It was my That's dad with a really flashlight. Scary. My dad's really worried about wasting water.
2: Right. So
1: he goes to my house all the time and he turns the sprinkler system off. Like he'll check the weather forecast. Yeah. And he'll go to my house and turn the sprinkler system off because he'll be like, well, it's going to rain or whatever. So we don't need the sprinklers That's that day. Amazing. So he was back there in the dark with a flashlight next to his head, crouching around <laughs> and dealing with the sprinkler system. Oh, my God. Five
0: detectives but, yeah. pointing guns in. Get out
1: of the ground. <laughs> ah!
0: Oh, my God. But, yeah,
1: that part was a little... I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of funny. Yeah, well, him. thank
0: God for that. <laughs> Man, what a life! What a life you've led.
1: <laughs> it's definitely a weird it's so story. So weird. It's like my my go to story to freak people out for sure.
0: Yeah, well, it works. <laughs> it really works. Successful. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good tale. <laughs> I mean, horrific. What is the film that you thought is? <laughs> 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 What's the film you found the sexiest, Miranda?
1: Okay, so this was like I knew this answer oh, great. in one second. Right. Moonstruck. I is love it? the movie Moonstruck. Moonstruck. I think that Cher and Nicolas Cage, I think that their um, relationship in that movie yeah. is the sexiest relationship I've ever seen in That's your a film. aspirational relationship. One hundred percent, yes. I also think that's the best part Nicolas Cage has ever Played. I think he did an amazing job.
0: Do I agree with you? <laughs> I think I might. I mean, he won an Oscar for that though, didn't he? I think I mean, he, he did.
1: did. She did or he did. Somebody did.
0: Oh, uh, what is it? one? Well, yeah, maybe, or maybe she both. did. Maybe both. Um, Tell me what their relationship is. I haven't seen that film in so long. So I actually tried to save a
1: relationship of my own with the movie Moonstruck. Tell me. A relationship of mine was coming to an end. Yeah. And I thought if, this was when I was maybe 15, I thought that if the guy I was dating watched Moonstruck with me, that he would realize that we were like Cher and Nicolas Cage. But... And City was on his phone a lot and didn't even really understand what was going on in the movie. <laughs> I kept trying to get him to watch and, like, rewinding and replaying oh things. Oh, my God. Just, like... <laughs> but, Watch um... this. It means
0: something to both of us.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it was funny. I actually brought the notebook over that night, too, because the guy I was dating had never seen the notebook. Right. And he went to put it in his laptop, and I remember it broke off in his laptop. Like, he was jamming it in, and there was yeah. already a DVD in there. So, when he was jamming the notebook DVD in, it got stuck and then it broke in half. So, then Moonstruck was the other one I had with me.
0: This is a bad sign for that relationship. <laughs> <It was bad. laughs> I
1: don't think he wanted break. it to be rekindled. That was my first tip. Yeah.
0: If um, the notebook breaks when you're trying to show your loved one, I would end that relationship.
1: <laughs> if you're real using sign. really romantic yeah. films to try to fix things. What
0: is their relationship in Moonstruck? Can you describe it to me why that's your favorite relationship?
1: So, I like. The comedy, like, the comedic aspects of the movie. I like how um, Nicolas Cage is just so, it's, like, everything to him. Like, it just means everything. From the moment he, like, is around her and he realizes how much he loves her, he's just, like, in it. Uh, And he's so dramatic about it in the movie, which I really like. Um, There's also a scene in the movie where they're in the snow, which is one of my favorite parts, where he describes what love is and how love's supposed to be really messy, and it's not supposed to be perfect, and the stars are perfect, not love. Uh, I um, love that part. That was the part I kept rewinding, trying to make the guy watch. Watch the stars.
0: They are <laughs> <Yeah>. perfect.
1: <laughs> Relationships are supposed to be messy.
0: <laughs> it's okay if you break the notebook. <laughs> wow. But yeah. So you want all the passion, and you want someone all in. I get that. That makes sense.
1: It's also they're you just also want so funny with one hand. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I think there's a line where he says like. Johnny has his wife. Johnny has his hand. <laughs> He's like, I don't have a wife. I don't have a hand.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's a great film. I haven't 10 years. Excellent answer. Um, What's the film that you most relate to?
1: Okay, so I was in a situation kind of like Devil Wears Prada where I had a person like Meryl Streepish, but a guy who reminded me of that of Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada, and I worked for him.
0: Can you tell me about that? Or do you have to not so say no basically,
1: names? I probably shouldn't say his name, but it was just like that where I was always trying to, it's kind of funny because it's with acting, so I was always trying to be funnier, like say the ah. line's funnier or like do it a little better or whatever because he was just such a tough like critic and everybody um, on set would always try to win him over, but he was kind of like this unwinnable person.
0: Are you talking about me in that pilot we did? <laughs>
1: I am. I didn't want to make it uncomfortable. Oh,
0: man. Listen, I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. I do think you were excellent. All right? I mean,
1: I tried really hard <laughs> to win you over and you just...
0: I thought you were excellent, but, you know, listen, I'm tough.
1: It wasn't until today that I realized you thought I was good yeah, because you were no. so hard to, to that's
0: please. How I'm, that's how I got it. It kept you on your toes. Unreadable. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, so it reminded me of that movie. And also I love Double words Prada. I love that movie. So
0: When was this instant...
1: This was are you trying to figure out who the person you, is to based on the, the time period? And, yeah. um, it was for years when I was oh, younger, okay. for years, for a long time. But um, but yeah, it was just everybody did on set. Did you ever like,
0: win this? I never did.
1: <gasps> never won them over. But that's why I love the movie *Double wears Prada* because I loved the ending. How she um, finally she gives up. She walks away from Meryl Streep and she realizes that it's not worth it. It's better to just enjoy your yeah. life. And she's kind of losing like her friends and her boyfriend and the life that she used to have because she's trying so hard to please Meryl Streep in the movie. So, yeah, I, I really like that. It's
0: very yeah. interesting, that. I think, I, I think it's taken me a long time. I think there's a day that's good, that, that narrative of you have to win something. And sometimes I've had a relationship, I've had a relationship where you're trying to make something work and you'll do anything you can to make it work and then you realise, oh, this is an impossible task. And actually... To win is to walk away from it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a good life lesson. I yeah. feel like I definitely learned that. Well, from Devil Wears Prada, yeah, but also... Thank you,
0: Devil Wears. Yeah, thank and you. And from working with me on that pilot. Yeah, yeah and also
1: from working with you, so <laughs> <laughs> you taught me a lot.
0: <laughs> That's very good. Uh, okay, what is the greatest film of all time? Objectively, <laughs> aliens come down, they go, what is cinema? It might not be your favourite, but it's the greatest
1: The aliens are going to be watching Stand By Me, if it's it's up to me.
0: Those aliens are in for a treat.
1: (laughs) If that's the only film that they're able to see. Yeah, I love Stand By Me. I love pretty much everything about it. River Phoenix is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Right. But also just, I love coming-of-age stories. I love that kind of thing. And also I feel like I had a lot of my closest friends that i'm still friends with now from when i was 12 or 13 right so whenever i watch that movie it makes me think about like my friends that i still have and i feel like it is really true like the people that you bond with when you're that age yeah. and when you're really growing up you're kind of if they're a good friend you're pretty much bonded to them yeah, forever
0: my, my best friend's rich and Paul, they're from when i was 13
1: yeah it's kind of like yeah. when you go through that many things with somebody and they're still by your side it's yeah. hard not to <laughs> to stay friends
0: that's very nice. And that's um, Rob Reiner.
1: Yeah, Who is.
0: is the most underrated director of all time.
1: That movie is so good. I just really love that movie.
0: I think, and and I, I know that I am guilty of the thing in it. You know when he tells the story of the sick, the pie contest and everybody Oh yeah, sick and it shows the whole thing. And, it, and then it ends the story and then the guy says, and what happened next? What? <laughs> and they he goes, that's it, that's the end of the story. And he's like, no, but what happened to the kid, what happened to the thing? I'm
1: like that kid. Like after you see a movie or something, you want to know well, what happens. You know,
0: almost your story. The first time you told me Murder House, I had so many more questions, questions like, But then what happened? What, happened? what happened the next day? <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Murder House. That's yeah. the name of the story. <laughs> yeah. that's, the, name. that's the name of your book. If it's ever turned into a, a yeah. Lifetime movie. I oh, also um, I love the oh, scene yeah. in on. Stand By Me when uh, River Phoenix is talking about how, like no matter what, he he really breaks down and he says... No matter what he does, people always just expect the worst from him because his family is not great.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's like one of my favorite scenes in any movie. It's really good.
0: What is the one film that you could or have watched the most over and over again that isn't School of Rock? That's mine. <laughs> Notting yours? Hill. Notting Hill.
1: <laughs> I love that movie.
0: <laughs> Notting Hill. No one saw that coming. Notting Hill.
1: <laughs> it's so good. Yours yeah. is really School of Rock.
0: Yeah. I I think, look, I'm going to tell you this to your face. I don't think I have told you this in human life. School of Rock is a perfect film. I don't think there is a single moment wrong with School of Rock. And I also think that School of Rock looks like, on paper, if you watch the trailer, it looks like a lot of films. Like, you sort of go, I know what that film is. But then when you watch School of Rock, you go, I've never seen that film done so perfectly. Like, it's so... Satisfying. It's so funny, and it makes me cry so much. True words have
1: never been spoken, but that's how I feel about Notting Hill.
0: (laughs) Right. well there you go. But the bit in School of Rock when the parents there and they and they do the concert and they go kick some ass. Oh man, I have a cry, and the parents go ooh. So I remember good. when
1: we were doing the movie. They were—I was so bummed because I didn't. I was in the band, so yeah, I didn't get to yeah. say "ass," and all of the, <laughs> the kids were so excited because they got to say "ass," and they were like, "When this movie comes out, all our friends are going to see us say it in a movie." Oh, wow. <laughs> so they were super excited about it, and um, I never—I didn't get to say it, but
0: I mean, it's a masterpiece. Every and it's got so many different sort of jokes, and the joke where Jack Black says, "I'm pretty sure." I, I, your children have touched me, <laughs> and, I'm and I've, sure touched I've touched them. them also, great. It's uncomfortable. And uh what's her name, uh Jane Kuzak? Saying we have lost your children. It's so good. What John a film.
1: Zach's awesome.
0: I saw it live as well. I saw the musical. Oh, cool! I London. did too. You seen that How'd in you, New York? Yeah. How was that for you?
1: It was cool. I really liked getting to. The- to see it and it's so cool that all the kids actually played the instruments and stuff yeah I didn't know that when I went in to watch the play and then afterwards when everybody was saying you know they really play the yeah. instruments I was like wow that's pretty cool yeah,
0: I really should have paid attention to them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just thought they were miming. <laughs> uh what yeah, so tell me about Hill then that's how you feel the way I feel about School of Rock
1: okay so to me I love rom-coms and yes. to me I love Julia Roberts and other than Minstruck my second favorite Couple in a movie would have to be uh, Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. So that
0: makes more sense in your life. That
1: makes more sense to you than Cher and Nicholas Gates
0: Yeah, as in, you're, I can see. You know, you're a you're a, uh, a public face. I can see the relation between <laughs> you and Notting Hill more than I can see you as a, a, with a one handed. I can't remember what Cher is in it.
1: It's He's a
0: what Cher in oh, the main
1: I can't remember what Cher is, but what is Nicolas Cage? Is he like a woodcutter?
0: Yeah, or is <laughs> he doing family? something? Is he a butcher? He's a butcher. He's a butcher, yeah. That's it. And
1: then <laughs> <Wood cutter. laughs> a I just remembered butcher. him next yeah. to machinery and with and his
0: got an axe. with his
1: hand messed up. Anyway, Notting
0: Hill is your other oh dream yeah. Couple. So
1: I love Notting Hill, and for many reasons, but yeah, definitely because of their chemistry in the movie. Favorite scene in the movie yes, is. Please. When he brings her to meet his family, and um, they all sit around, and they're telling stories about um, why their lives are the worst in order to get, is it... A
2: brownie? Yes,
1: brownies. And um, I just love that scene. I love it when... Because she goes into this really long, drawn-out explanation of how she's been on a diet ever since she was, like, 15 years old, and how hard it is to be an actress, and how she's had plastic surgery, and all this stuff. And people are always judging her. And then it's like silent for about 30 seconds and it seems like it's really getting in and everybody's really feeling really sorry for her. And then they're just like, just shut up. No, like our lives are still way worse. And they don't give her the brownie. That's my favorite scene. Do you
0: feel that way because you do that monologue? Do you relate to that monologue? (laughs) I've
1: never done that monologue, but yeah, I am. I mean, in some ways, a little bit, but I think because she's supposed to be like a superstar in the movie, like the biggest, because in the movie she says things like, um, that when guys go out with her, they expect the person that they yeah. see. I think for me, I don't think people really expect people like this. The 13-year-old iCarly. I <laughs> and it's not. disappointing. God, I hope not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you turn up with prosthetics to the date.
1: yeah, Trying to look like a little kid.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Have you seen Notting Hill lately or not really?
0: I, I really like the director of Notting Hill, Roger Michel. I like him a lot. I think he's done some really great... Eclectic films, and I tell you what, I really like a *Notting Hill*. I like the s- "Ain't No Sunshine" y- months passing. Oh one yeah, shot. the montage. Yeah, where he walks along and the weather changes as he walks. And times
1: passing, and he's a yeah. singer.
0: I think that's great.
1: <laughs> I, I might guess. need to watch it again tonight.
0: Yeah, it's a quite it's a quite bit of filmmaking.
1: Also, the roommate's pretty hilarious. Do you remember yeah. him?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. It's good. Okay, that's a good choice. I mean, it's not *School of Rock*. <laughs>
1: It's not as good as your choice.
0: My choice is better. In fact, School of Rock's going in. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that's okay. I, that's the one thing that that's yeah, fine.
0: That's okay. What is... You know, you, I know all this time when we did the pilot, you were trying to win me, and now I'm saying you did. You did with School of Rock.
1: <laughs> Thank God, it really... Yeah. It was hard. Uh,
0: what is the worst film you've ever seen?
1: I just saw it a few days ago. It might just be because it's fresh okay. on my mind. There's probably much worse, but John Wick 3.
0: Is I I mean I have not seen it so I can't vouch for this but go, go on.
1: It has like eighty eight percent or something like that around yeah, it's Tomatoes. popular film. So I'm probably dead wrong, but it's just not my cup of tea. But I um, it was so funny because when the movie ended, because yeah. the whole movie it's you know like fighting and She's it's singing. good. Like it's like really brutal deaths and the choreography of the fight scenes and stuff. Yeah. it's really. It's like the
0: opposite of Notting Hill.
1: <laughs> right. It's just not my thing. Wick, but sorry. when the movie ended there, where I was thinking, like, what was that? And then there were these three guys behind me that were, like, I don't know, maybe 18 or 19. Yeah. And um, the one guy was like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. He was like, the first John Wick, it had some backstory. The second John Wick, it had less, but it still had some backstory. Yeah. This one had no backstory. Backstory. It was like this movie. That's
0: is so sick. funny. That's so funny. <laughs> that was funny. so funny.
1: I was just sitting there thinking, like, yeah. it's just so crazy yeah, you can see a movie and That's the other so people good. around you, like you all are just taking it yeah. in your own way for sure. That
0: film had no plot, no character, <laughs> no structure, and no story. That is the best film I ever, I've ever saw. seen.
1: Oh, my God. He loved it. And then it was funny because the whole way to the car, they were walking near me, and he was still going on and on.
0: What about that bit where nothing mattered (laughs) nothing nothing happened?
1: You knew nothing about any of the people, and they were all just fighting. (laughs) (laughs) That's so
0: funny. I really like that.
1: (laughs) He really enjoyed it.
0: It was like a music video, nothing mattered, nothing did anything. I loved it.
1: It's so funny that like, he was disappointed a little bit yeah. in John Wick, the first one yeah, and I the second didn't, one. I nearly
0: to do watch the sequel because the first one has so much story.
1: So much backstory. <laughs> he was like, that was like half backstory, <laughs> fighting, yeah. but this one, 100%.
0: <laughs> well, that's put me off it. I am um, annoyingly sort of into story, uh, so that might not be the film for me. I f- remember thinking John Wick won... That's didn't have enough.
1: Backstory. Yeah, so <laughs> then John Wick 3 it's, it's is not, really for not for you. For <laughs> you should not watch that.
0: I mean, John Wick 1, his dog gets killed, that's it. Dog gets killed. Get that was enough
1: it. for me with the first one. Because yeah, I, like, I love dogs, I yeah. was like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, I would buy that. But I don't know why. You know he got another dog since then?
0: Is the dog alive
1: in John Wick 3? So, yeah, in 2, he gets a pit bull. The dog's actually really cute. And right. then he gets, he still has the same dog in John Wick 3.
0: And the dog doesn't die, so why is he killing everyone?
1: He's just so pissed about that first, first dog. dog. <laughs> it
0: was a really good dog.
1: It was a really good one.
0: So he's still angry through... He, I mean, I thought he'd killed everyone that had hurt the dog by there, by now.
1: Not yet. And then, oh, there are also two dogs in the movie that are Halle Berry's... <laughs> Maybe I like this movie yeah. a lot more than <laughs> I'm saying I You're did. you am starting to
0: really relate to it as well.
1: I'm actually like pretty into it. Um, Halle Berry has these two dogs and they're German shepherds and they fight with her mm-hmm. and they're like killing machines. And that was another thing that, the, that the guy said when I was walking to the car and he's dropping on his conversation, he was like, um, and those dogs, he was like, I've never seen dogs do that in a movie <laughs> because they were really amazing. Like the dogs, I don't know how they made it look like they did the stuff. Or did
0: doing. the dogs do? shoot people.
1: They... Pretty much, right. they, um, she yells, I can't remember its name, but it's like Punjab or <laughs> some weird name. She yells this name and then um, anytime she's having trouble fighting yeah. and then the dog comes out of nowhere and it attacks, and right. they're two, but they work together to, with Halle Berry. Do it's
0: we safe. know anything about these dogs, their backstory?
1: They don't have any backstory either, but they're <sighs> dogs, so I guess dogs don't need me. I was in.
0: I feel like if I were to do this podcast with you again in a week, this film would now be your favorite. Favorite?
1: Yeah, actually, you're right. You're completely right. You're
0: talking yourself <laughs> to loving it. Uh, what is the film that made you laugh the most? You're in comedy. You're a comedy person. What's the funniest one?
1: So the best movie, one of my favorite movies, and also the one that's made me laugh the most was Mean Girls, which I've been saying forever. But I just, I love that movie. Um, I watched it. For the first time, I was probably, like, in ninth grade or something. Excellent. And I saw it in theaters, and I remember just, like, it was probably one of the first times I really just, like, laughed out loud in a movie oh, theater. Wow. And I went with two of my friends, and we just, we loved it. And then um, one of my friends can actually say every single line from the beginning of the movie <laughs> to the end. It's kind of scary. It's like a party trick. Oh, wow. Like, we were watching it one time. I put it on, and she just started saying all the lines, and I was like, wow. Um
0: is, it part, is there any part of it that you watched, like, as in you didn't have this experience of the world of Mean Girls?
1: Maybe that's a part of it. And then I also like that, um, I just like that Lindsay Lohan's character's coming in, too. Mm. I guess it does kind of make me think of how I would be in high school yeah, just yeah. because she does homeschooling, like, yeah. her whole life almost. And I think she's from, she's been living in Africa or something, and then she moves, um, I think, to L.A. and then to go to... To high school, so yeah, I guess a part of it was because it was fun to watch to see like how somebody, how somebody would try to fit in,
0: yeah, in that kind of a new
1: environment, even though it's just high school.
0: It's um, a really great film, Mean
1: Also, Rachel McAdams, I think, is the best. Yes, fefe- like bad evil girl I've yeah. ever seen. I feel like the way she plays the character is just so good. All my friends used to say like when that movie first came out, "Um, like get in, bitch, we're going shopping." <laughs> they would always say that to try to be cool, and I would do.
0: <laughs> and I would judge them, but then I'd do it as well. <laughs> uh, and you have a, you have another answer, do you?
1: Oh, yeah. So the other one that makes me laugh. I actually just watched it again a few weeks ago, and I was cracking up watching it, was um, My Cousin Vinny. Very it's funny. so funny. Love Marissa Tomei in that movie. She won
0: the Oscar for that.
1: Yeah, she's so good in it. And just I think just the whole um, plot of the movie, too, is pretty hilarious.
0: Yeah, what, it's uh, it's the Karate Kid, right? The Karate yeah, Kid. Yeah, he's gets Ralph. arrested for something, and then and then Joe Pesci is his cousin Vinny, who is a l- dodgy lawyer.
1: Yeah, he's not great at all. I don't think he's ever won a case, and he's supposed <laughs> to be getting them out of like possibly the electric chair yeah, or something.
0: And he's like a gangster type.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't use any of the right terms, and he's like.
0: And all I remember is and and Herman Munster is the judge.
1: Yes, he's and, really funny in it. Yeah,
0: and he's like. The two youths. And the Jet He's going, youths?
1: <laughs> that was one of the parts that I laughed out loud yeah. on. And then he's like, youths. He tries to fix the it. The youths. So, yeah. Youths. Um, and then I love the scene when Marissa T- Tomei is on the stand and she's finally, um, she doesn't even know that she's about to win the entire case. And shes <laughs> they were just fighting. So she's being all mean <laughs> and not trying to answer any of the questions. <laughs> and then once she catches on, she's like getting all into it. She's so good in that movie.
0: I might have to watch that again. It's good, right, that film?
1: It's really good. And yeah. then they there's also, it's pretty hilarious. They're staying, I don't know if you remember, but they're staying like in a motel, a really yeah. crappy motel. And um, the train station goes by all the time, Like the train goes by all the time. So it makes everything <laughs> shake in the room and all the pictures <laughs> fall off the walls.
0: Now, Miranda Cosgrove, you've been a wonderful guest. Thank you. And I tell you what, if this is your first podcast, you should do more because you're excellent. <laughs> However... When you died by jumping into a puppy mill to break the machine, whilst I, who, who grew up to own a puppy mill, <laughs> came out of my office with a, a gun and chased you, but you went, no, you're not hurting any more of these dogs, and you jumped into the puppy mill, <laughs> and you got ground up. The problem was, it's an absolute mess Right, you're in the gears of the machine. There's bits of you, on. Oh wow! I mean, it's an absolute ugly. Mess. It's a real, real mess. I've had to go into the machinery, scrape up what I can of you, but some of it's even in the in the rotary blades. It's a mess. Anyway, I managed to get all the bits of you I can, but it's picked up other stuff as well, it's bits of wood from the thing, <laughs> metal. I'm mess.
1: just like sitting back and listening.
0: <laughs> real mess. Uh, we've had to, you know, but chop up the actual machine. Anyway, what I can I've got. We put it all in the coffin. There's so much more of you than we thought because of all the extra bits, right? There's no room in this coffin. It's, it's rammed. There is only enough room to put one DVD in the side with you that you can take over to the other side. And on the other side, every night is movie night. And one night is your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone in heaven?
1: Oh, no. I already kind of used it it would be Bridesmaids because I'd want to pick a movie that would make people laugh for sure and that one makes me laugh the most
0: you could also take School of Rock
1: <laughs> or John Wick <Mc3. laughs> 3 make... now that I realise it's my second favourite movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's of course John Wick 3 I don't want to give people in ever too much to worry about the backstory and whatnot.
1: <laughs> yeah they've already been through yeah. their whole life
0: you can have Bridesmaids that is excellent thank you um, Miranda Cosgrave what an absolute delight thank you very much for doing this is there anything you would like to tell people to look out for? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell them before we say goodbye?
1: I've recently gotten to kitten rescue. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm helping random cats that I find. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you want to check out, go to my Instagram. You can check out some of the kittens I've rescued and hopefully some more in the future.
0: Oh, great. All right. Well, I'll look out for kitten rescue. <laughs> uh, Miranda Cosgrave, thank you for your time. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your death, Uh, heroic as it was. Uh, You've been wonderful. Good night. Good night. Good night, sir. So that was episode 50. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 15 minutes of chat with Miranda. If you do enjoy the show, please subscribe and give it five stars and a nice review for the simple reason. Apparently it helps our numbers, means more people get to hear it, I can keep making it, etc, etc. We can all keep doing this until forever and ever, until the internet explodes. Thank you so much to Miranda for doing this. It was brilliant. And thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAST for hosting it. To Adam Richardson for the graphics. Lisa Lydon for the photography. Join me next week where my special guest will be the stand-up comedian Chris Martin. And that is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other.
2: perfect home sweet home
0: Maureen your Canva presentation looks brilliant thanks Brett that's because I used AI powered Canva presentations I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides you can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time check this out recording 101 reasons why beaches is the saddest film ever made by your neighbor Maureen Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva Presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbor, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.